G'day guys, how are we all? Hope you're all doing well. Uh, lots of cool people in the chat. It is Talking Daughters of Cain. This isn't Groundhog Day. Uh, we've even gone as fancy as got some hats just to prove that we did record an episode not long ago, Chuck. It was merely seven days ago that we were talking all things Daughters of Cain in Broken Realms Marathi, but we focused on the Cobra Kai. We focused on snakes and snakes are on a plane. They are coming your way and they are going to be in your next tournament lists or your opponents. So we thought instead of kind of mumbling up, you know, snakes versus the traditional builds, which is, you know, things like your hag queen, things like your, uh, your, your witch elves, your sisters of slaughter, that type of traditional build, we thought Chuck and I kind of come to an agreement that we would do a second episode. So here we are talking all things Daughters of Cain. We are focusing on witch elves and sisters of slaughter, not to say there won't be snakes, but it will be more dominated towards a traditional build should you not want to go down that route. And if people don't know who you were talking to, you are talking to Chuck Strength Hammer Moore. G'day, Chuck. How are you? Welcome back. Uh, it was only yesterday that you were well, not literally <laughs> yesterday, but it was not long ago well, since you were here last. Seven days in 2020 could be three, four months. So it's 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 been a while, it feels. But uh, yeah, it's good to be here. Again, if people don't know who Chuck is. Chuck is the absolute uh, prince. Uh, he is the what did I call you last time? I called you like the the, uh, the high, high priest or the I, I called you something. The more, I think you called me the Slaughter King. There you go. All I know is that you are the follower of Marathi. Uh, yes. Marathi has never looked better. The War Scroll definitely now reflects this amazing cosplay. But we're here to talk Daughters of Cain and. Um, and Chuck, you know, not only has got an amazing blog, uh, he's been dedicated to Kane for year, ever since I've known you. Um, so uh, I couldn't think of a better person to talk about daughters of Kane than the person who threw 200 witch elves at me at Adepticon in 2019. So 210. 210. 210 uh, daughters. And there was a combination of the new sculpts, the old sculpts, the metal sculpts. Yeah. They were, it, was, it was brilliant. And, and best of all, the goblins won. But that's why we've got a new book. Um, Chuck, tell me, about, tell me about the traditional build in Marathi because everyone's talked about Shadow and Pain. They've talked about, you know, some of the new War Scrolls with Marathi. Snakes, mm -hmm. whether your melee focus or shooting focus have become really cool. Uh, very powerful in 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 the builds. Um, obviously, we've got the Cobra Kai um, temple. The uh, I've, I've, I've called it Cobra Kai so much now that I've forgotten mm. its actual name. But you've now got a temple dedicated to snakes, right? Yeah, Zainthar Kai. It's also dedicated to uh, to uh, the um, Canari as well because they also get the bonus of the bravery. So let's not leave them out entirely. Just because snakes have the most legs. Uh, well, <laughs> Hey, if someone wants to feel the whole army of Canari, like I'll just I'll shake their hand and give them the win. But I'm here to talk about all things sippy cup. Get that witch brew going, and go. um, talk to me about the daughters. Talk to me about witch elves and sisters of slaughter. Are they left in the meta? Like, are they are they a model gone by? Put them on the shelf. We're not going to see them for a long time. Or is there potential with all the new updates? Oh, they're absolutely still vital to. Uh building solid daughters gain lists especially if you're not looking at like a full snake list um way back when this army first came out i mean i did a uh, warcom article and i put here's 90 witch elves that's my battle line um i don't do that as much anymore but this is an objective based game and you need bodies uh so 
bodies of Floodboard and, and Witch Elves and Sister Slaughter, they can uh, put out the hurt. So, and not only are they going to take off bodies in combat, if they die, they're likely to take off bodies if they have shields or you have Martyr Sacrifice, uh, which is uh, one of the prayers you can give give to a unit from a Hag Queen or Slaughter Queen. So they're, they're vital and you can just point, buff, and let them go. And they'll usually handle whatever you're throwing them at. Not all the time. I mean... The meta has adjusted in, in power. Uh, I don't. I don't know if power creeps the word, right word. Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. But when witch elves with the with the uh, sippy cup first came out, everyone saw them as way overpowered, and perhaps at that time it was. Now, hag queens were dirt cheap. They were hag queens were dirt cheap back then. They were like literally fifty cents. You buy yourself a, a packet of lollies and a witch uh, a, a hag queen. But, I, um, I, I I wish they were again. <laughs> I want them. What a surprise! <laughs> um, but you know, in fairness as well, like um, Australia's last major tournament, CanCon, which people probably, if they're watching this channel before, they know that is the world's largest uh, mm. Age of Sigma tournament. So in in the world, uh, not just Australia, in the world. And there was a Daughters of Cain army. Uh, I got to interview my mate Danye Dane, um, who was the only Daughters of Cain army at CanCon. Two hundred and forty players uh, who were enlisted. And I think he came 14th. So despite, you know, this was just when Zench hit. This is when, um, just before Seraphon hit, we still had Slaves to Darkness and Ever Chosen. And, um, like, Daughters of Cain have had strong representation. Uh, I think people have just kind of taken a little bit of holiday with them. But um, yeah. I don't know if it's just my Twitter feed, but my Twitter feed is going crazy with people either picking their Daughters of Cain back up or starting a new army. And uh, Shadow and Pain has helped. But mm -hmm. I think... As you kind of mentioned with the snakes, I think for me, I'm a little bit concerned going all snakes. People may may recognize from from my Twitter or think that I'm actually building a Doors of Cain army for Armies on Parade next year. And I look at snakes when I look at them competitively. And the big thing for me is they can't take a hit. You know, they don't have the world's best armor save. They are certainly a lot more elite compared to the hordes of Sisters of Slaughter or Witch Elves. But that's also a benefit. It means you can, you know, not everyone wants to run 90, 120 Witch Elf Sisters of Slaughter. So there's a, there's a nice little balance. And it's great to hear that um, there's still a place in the meta. And and it's not like you're, uh, you're running a, a rubbish version of the army, Witch Elves, Sisters of Slaughter, and the combination that follows, whether it's Cauldron, Canary, whatever it might be, will still do well on the competitive scene. Right. Absolutely. There's... There's no reason why even like a, a, a traditional snake list, as you wanted to call it, couldn't fit a hag queen with a 30 block of witch elves with shields. It's going to be a very valuable unit to you, even if that sits in the back line, because no one's going to want to get near it while your while your uh, snakes continue to do the work that they do. And that's, I mean, thir 30 sisters of slaughter or 30 witch elves and a hag queen is 400 points. So also good ally potential there. Massive. And I know I, I recently did a show with uh, Harkuron, uh, the new uh, Cities of Sigma, Marathi-led, formerly Anvil Guard, now, uh, now Harkuron. And I think, you know, even looking at that as either an ally potential in non-Harkuron or actually taking them as your one in four. So Daughters of Cain have a really good spot, whether you're going full allegiance or you're just going to bring them as an ally. But the cool thing that, that we're going to do today, guys, uh, something a little bit special is in the spirit of Christmas, Chuck has developed four lists. So mm -hmm. he has gone full witch brew crazy. He's gone from the sippy cup maybe one too many times. 
And we're going to look at a Kraith, a Hagnar, a Drakey Ganeth, and a Calibron list. So there'll be some commonalities. There'll be th some things that are unique. We won't go probably as in-depth as we normally do, almost like rule by rule. But it'll be good to kind of understand, you know, if I'm building my or even running my old army, um, how do I look at the four different temples and what makes them unique? And when I'm building my lists, are there units, are there play styles that are maybe more rewarded in Calibron versus Hagnar? What does Drake Ganeth bring to the table that, you know, Hagnar doesn't? Or how does a Kraith fit into play? So we're going to go through four lists, but Chuck, are all four of them good? That they got potential. Uh, am I because everyone talks Hagnar, Hagnar and Calibron, Hagnar, Calibron, mm -hmm. you know, Shadow, Hammer Compact, like it's the, the thing that people talk about, but I don't hear nearly enough about Drake, Ganeth, or Kraith unless I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I built them all in mind. If if I'm going to take this to a even a regional tournament, expecting to go three and two, that's what all these lists were built in mind to do, if not go further beyond that. So the Hagnar, uh, obviously, is the easiest one to take, probably to a five and oh based upon some matchups in the meta right now, but we're not going full meta discussion. So yeah, they're they're all going to be competitive. And just as a bonus, um, my uh, usual post for tomorrow on my blog is going to have all four of these lists. I probably won't go into detail. I'll just link it to this video, but you can view them there later. And if people want me to go into them in more detail, either let Coach know in the comments below, and he can let me know, or hit me up on uh, on Twitter at strengthhammer underscore, and, and I'll go more in detail as much as people want. So let us know everywhere and and we'll do it no sounds great and it'd be good to kind of understand i know i fall in love with calibron more because of the law uh i love the the idea and very similar to to chris in the chat i'm kind of struggling still trying to get my color scheme down mm -hmm. but when you look at the general allegiance abilities i'm not going to bring them up i was going to bring them up i'm not going to kind of go into them just yet if people want to hear more about the general allegiance abilities go watch the last video but at a very high level, when you look at some of the things like the, you know, the abilities that you get by going Daughters of Cain, um, are they all relevant when you are focused on Witch Elves or, you know, Sisters of Slaughter? Is there particular rounds that you're trying to focus on? Um, how does those Allegiance abilities come into play? The, um, uh, what's it called? I'm the, the name. Oh, the Blood Rites Table. The Blood Rites Table. That's what I'm, I, I've got yep. the sneaky <laughs> screen share ready for Kraith, and I'm like, oh, what's it called? So oh, no worries, I got your back. Uh, actually, if you remember on the uh, on the Xanthar Kai show, the uh, Cobra Kai, um, it was around turn three when the snakes really turn on. That's when the buffs start hitting them. Uh, maybe turn two, based on how aggressive you're being. For Witch Elves and Sister Slaughter, they can run and charge, which is amazing turn one you're getting use out of this if you're going to go hyper aggressive because turn one you reroll the one for the run and then turn two you run and charge so uh, it's it's very rare at least for me in my play style that i'm not in combat uh one or turn one or turn two just depending on distance scenario and all that stuff but uh, for me lots of witch elves lots of sister slaughter i'm just i'm using all the abilities as much as possible the six-inch pile-in from the Sisters of Slaughter, when you combine oh. that with the, the re-rolling ones uh, to, to, for, the, for the run roll, uh, being able to run and charge, like and then the six-inch pile-in. Um, and now that when the book very first come out, Witch Elves were a little bit cheaper than Sisters of Slaughter, which is why uh, mm -hmm. one of the many reasons why you probably saw more, more Witch Elves, less Sisters. Now that there are the same points, um, there's a bit of a... Uh, there's an argument for both. And even having right. a big block of 30... Uh, there is certainly a place for that. I know I'm thinking about a big block of 30. I'm not sure if I'm going to do a couple of combos. It'll at least be good to hear 
your thoughts. Yeah. But let's bring up the, the, the screen share. Let's talk about the first temple. Um, what we're going to do, very similar to previous videos, is we are going to look at the general abilities just to kind of get a bit of context on what we're building towards. And then Chuck's going to take us through his list and we'll talk through about maybe some of the rationale and why why we've chosen the way we've chosen. Um, and obviously this is, uh, as Chuck's mentioned, you know, he's focused on going three and two or four and one. Um, certainly you could go five and oh if you really wanted to and you practice very hard, but we're looking at that very much, you know, a general balanced army. Mm-hmm. So talk about Kraith. Let's talk Kraith first. Let's talk about what Kraith brings to the table because not a lot of people run Kraith. Most people run um, Hagnar because of the, the 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 additional saves, and we'll talk about that when we get to Hagnar. But Hagnar or Calibron are the ones that people most lean into. So why why are we starting at Kraith, and what's Kraith bringing to the table that people may not have considered or uh, maybe worth looking back into? Well, we're starting with Kraith because it's the best temple in my mind. Um, and if you run anything else, you are a coward and should put the army away. No, <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't. Uh, this is, all, my I, viewers, all my viewers literally just dropped off. Thanks. <laughs> actually, in all honesty, as far as I know from tournament results, there's only been two people in the world that's ever run Kraith at, at events. One is me, who does it pretty much every time. And it won LVO, I think, 2018, uh, when Bill Souza won. There was a, a gentleman, he ran a Kraith list. He didn't do all that great. And... He, to my knowledge, no one else has run Kraith since. So uh, if you want to say I am in love with Kraith, it's probably because no one else will play it. So this is my temple. <laughs> You're proving a point like I, I did with when everyone was doing Legions of Nagash and I was the only idiot running around with Legions of Night with Manfred when everyone was telling me nice. that Manfred was too expensive. Uh, prove a point. But Calibron's going to give you some cool stuff. You've got the, mm-hmm. uh, the Disciplines of Slaughter. So roll a dice after the Kraith unit has fought in combat. And if there are any units within three of it on a six, you can pile in and attack for a second time. Um, you also remember, this is this is in the combat phase only, so your your Marathi command ability, your your Slaughter Queen command ability, which happens in the hero phase, will not trigger this. So just keep that in mind. Um, but this this is literally a game changer. It, it, it's a one in six chance on any unit, but if you get it on a unit that like a, a buffed up block of witch elves or, or the Shadow Queen you can immediately turn a game to your favor and overwhelm your opponent. So like, it's a gamble. I love the gamble role of it, but it can really do work. And and it might, and it might, and I'm not going to kind of ruin Christmas and open up your presents just yet, but this might for me, you know, reminds me a little bit of Hammer Hall where traditionally in Cities of Sigma, you might build big blocks of units, you know, units of 20, units of 30, but Hammer Hall, you want to really build out those multiple small units to kind of get as many banners as possible. This might be a very similar build, and we'll get to it very soon. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but you may start thinking about how do I increase those chances of um, of getting more sixes? Well, maybe I run lots of small units of sisters of slaughter, you know, and you know more more units so you get more chances. So don't tell us, don't tell us, but but it might be something to consider or maybe worthwhile if you want to tap into that. Uh, you've also got uh, the War Scroll Battalion. So you've got the, the Kraith Cauldron Guard Battalion uh, that allows you to include uh, an additional Hag Queen uh, and any number of Slaughter Queens, which is really cool. And then you've right. got the Venom the venom of... Uh, I was gonna say, yeah, I was going to say Nagash, but I'm like, no, it's not. Uh, <laughs> and we just once per battle in the hero. Uh, so before the hero has chosen a fighting combat, uh, you can use the Venom, uh, the, the artifact. 
Uh, when you do so, you can pick one of the melee weapons, uh, not the one on the mount, uh, and it has the attack characteristic uh, of one during the phase, but their target suffers D6 mortal wounds. So you're basically right. really going hard for one hit, going hard. Yeah, absolutely. And not to gloss over it too much, but like we'll touch upon it for everything here, but the War Scroll Battalion changes, Daughter's Cane has the most unique feature in that based upon the temple you choose will determine how you can adjust the battalions in this book. And all the battalions in this book are good. Now, obviously, the War Covenant of Marathi, which is the combined all the battalions, that's narrative play because there's, it's way too many points. But just being able to change a battalion to your to your liking based upon the temple you choose is much, much bigger, and we don't see that anywhere else. Um, like I said, with Kraith, you can bring any additional number of Hag Queens and Slaughter Queens. It's not bolded, so these are going to be on foot, but... Uh, <laughs> hag queen is a hag queen and she's gonna she's gonna pass out the the sippy cups like gold so and, and i usually run and not to open the gifts too early but i usually run cauldron guard when i run my crate just because i can get to a two to three drop list without even trying by with the way i play them so you're not losing uh, the, you're not losing anything because you are going to take hag queens on foot anyway so yeah bonus and, and then with the venom and the gendra i will usually put that on uh, either a lone slaughter queen or a lone hag queen I have out there. Hag queen is more preferable because eventually she's going to be out of range of her witch elf or sister slaughter unit, or they're going to be dead or, you know, what, whatever have you. But she has this. She can easily just uh, go in by turn three and and pop this. And don't forget, there's two weapon profiles on, like, say, a slaughter queen. So you get to attack with the one weapon and also do this with the other weapon. And if you roll Kraith, if you roll that magic six in the one the one turn where you pop this in combat this ha goes until the end of the t the combat phase so you could possibly do d6 twice if you roll well enough now it's not the worst thing and it's it it kind of ties into everything here back to disciples of slaughter like you just you're going to be rolling the dice but when it all works it's amazing so work those odds in your favor obviously you can't kind of manipulate the six but uh, any way you can get multiple threats and just increase the likelihood, you know, uh, in combat, it's going to be a bonus. Mm -hmm. Let's look at the list. Let's look at your first your first list. So this is the Kraith list uh, before we move into the other list. So mm -hmm. the first crate, so the first list is your Kraith list, um, Surprise of the Century, your Temple Kraith. Uh, mm -hmm. What do you bring into the table? You are bringing da -da -da -da, a Slaughter Queen. It is your general. Uh, so this is the Slaughter Queen on foot, not the Slaughter Queen on a cauldron. Uh, you've taken the command trait of Terrifying Beauty. We have the um, the, the artifact that must be taken, the Venom of Nagendra. Yep. Yeah, cool. We got that right. And we've got the Prayer of uh, Crimson Rejuvenation. We followed up with a couple of other heroes. We've got the Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood with the Iron Circlet and Blessing of Cain. We also have a Hag Queen on Foot, which has Martyr Sacrifice Prayer. And then you've also got Hag Queen with Catechism of Murder. Mm -hmm. Chuck's also got 30 Witch Elves with uh, Knives and Buckler, 30 Witch Elves with Knives and Buckler, 30 Witch Elves of, uh, with, the, with the Pairing Knives. So mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's cool. That's different. Um, I know when I was telling Liam, I was showing Liam my test model, my Witch Elves with double knives, and he's like, what are you doing? Where's the shields? Where's the shields? And he freaked out thinking I'd built all my Witch Elves without shields. So I had to like, no, 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 dude, this was the free the free model I got from Games Workshop in November. 
Um, my witch elves have shields. Uh, you've also got then, oh, this is interesting, a unit of 10 Canary life takers. Don't normally see them in blocks of 10. Normally you see them in, in small units of five. But you then also do have a unit of five Canary life takers. So you've got two of our little sideboarding friends. You've also got an avatar of Cain, something, again, you don't mm -hmm. normally see. Your avatar's normally on a cauldron. Rarely do you see a avatar on the table. You've got the cauldron battalion. It's the cauldron guard battalion coming in at 1990 as it currently stands. So... There's a lot going on here and a lot of things that I think a lot of Daughters of Cain players might be looking at wondering where your logic is here because I've never played against an, uh, a, um, uh, an avatar of Cain on the table. Um, there's certainly some things like the big block of Kenera life takers. Again, you normally see them in blocks of five. Um, and you've got a whole bunch of, of hag queens on foot. Um, sorry, so you got the slaughter queen on foot as opposed to being on a cauldron. So what's going on here? Well, I, I've really mixed this up and could we tune this list further? Absolutely. I, I went, this is more of my thought process. Okay. Think back to when I started Crave, like how I ran a list. That's what this is. So kind of like threw myself back there and, and I said, would this still work on a table? And to me, yes, absolutely. I, I, I feel confident I could go three and two of this list. So we took Cauldron Guard. Now Cauldron Guard is a single Hag Queen. It's bolded. So the Hag Queen on Cauldron, uh, two units of Witch Elves, and then two units of Canary Life Takers. And then being Kraith, I can take any additional number of Hag Queens and Slaughter Queens. So if you look at this, I am a three drop list. Um, you know, I have the Avatar of Cain uh, as my second drop and then the uh, extra unit of Witch Elves for my battle line as my third drop. So and and if you're uh, I guess you're a key thing to the point out that will be universal overall. If you're taking a unit of 30 Witch Elves or Sister Slaughter, you're also taking a Hag Queen. Full stop. That's what you need to do. Um, if you're if you're taking a Iron Circlet artifact, that person's also getting Blessing of Cain. Iron Circlet lets you reroll your prayers. Blessing of Cain increases survivability uh, by getting to reroll that faith save. So it's always a good thing to have. Yeah, so, the, the Witch Elves and the Hag Queen are definitely power pair. You've definitely got them. I and mean, when you do look at the Cauldron Guard, it is one Hag Queen, bold, bold keyword, Hag Queen, and then two units of the Witch Elves, two units of Canero Life Takers. So obviously by going with Kraith, we can get we can put more Hag Queens in uh, the Cauldron Guard, which is what's bringing our drops down here. Um, yeah, cool. T talk to me about some of the logic. Well, I mean, really what it is is I will take um, uh, a Hag Queen for each unit of Witch Elves. I'll probably take the Hag Queen of Culture and Blood with the, with a unit of Witch Elves with shields just to give that shield ability. So they're they're saving on a uh, four up in combat, but not too shabby. Um, and then obviously the the Slaughter Queen is kind of the one that might be the most interesting. Why is that my general? It's like okay, why well, want to use her command ability possibly in the here in the uh, hero phase? Terrifying Beauty minus one. Uh, to be hit, so she's going to hopefully be more survivable. Obviously, I'm keeping her next to a unit of 30 Witch Elves, at least near enough to get that um, extra, I guess, the Lookout Sir, as it's known. Um, and then the Jendra, because if I get close enough that she can loan charge into someone else's hero, uh, it, it's, I mean, she is, she's decent in combat, That uh, especially if that Venom of the Jendra is just, just for fun. She could run in and take out one or two heroes in a fight, two other foot heroes in a fight. I feel confident with that, with her ability. Plus, this whole list... Every time I, I finish attacking in combat, I get to roll dice and maybe do it again. So it's low drops. I could, I most likely will get to decide who gets to go first. Uh, with this, I'll be hyper aggressive, so I'll probably want to go first. I'll deploy in the front line, which you know, if you know you can go first, you'll deploy up early. If you 
are unsure, you might be a little bit more reserved. Uh, the Canary Life Takers. Uh, I had the extra points just to bump one of them up to a unit of 10. So I said, yeah, why not? They might be the one that I saved kind of near at that late game since Canary Life Takers can go in at any turn uh, or at the end of uh, my movement phases. So it can be turn five. They can just capture an objective off an opponent that might have a hero back there or a few, you know, just a few models less than the full strength unit. And the Avatar of Cain, I, I put it in there probably mostly to prove a point. I, they're not terrible. It, it, are they the most points effective? No, because turns one and two, you have to pray to activate them. Now it's a free prayer. You get to do it. But obviously if you roll one, you could hurt yourself. Two, nothing happens, but they still exist. So worst case, it doesn't do much till turn three. But if it's guarding your back line, I mean, I, I've thrown them into um, Bloodthirsters and watched the Bloodthirster die. So I, I, I was going to say, like, it actually, like, a lot of people will, will take a cheap unit to kind of sit in their backfield, protect a home objective, maybe try to deny, you know, a, a backfield teleport or like an ambush. But when you look at that avatar of Kane, I think a lot of people rubbished it. And whether it's because they don't want to put the model on the table because it's very monoposed and kind of looks weird when it's on the table as opposed to on the on the cauldron. But then, you know, you look at the wall scroll, you know, it moves nine. So it's that's not bad. It's got mm -hmm. nine wounds, a four up save. Okay, it's all right. I mean, bravery 10. Okay, it's pretty cool. Decent you know, when you attack. And then, you know, you're looking at a whole bunch of things. You know, it's got it's got a 10 inch shooting attack. It's got six of those, by the way. You know, hitting on threes, wounding on threes. Only does one damage. But then in combat, it's got, you know, a two inch attack, four, four attacks, three threes, ren two for three damage. Mm -hmm. Um that's that's awesome if you're going to protect something in the backfield. Would I would I use it reliably to kind of rush up the board turn one and and try to support my my witch elves and my sisters of slaughter and Marathi? Probably not. The inconsistency of activating it early is quite hard, but guaranteeing knowing that it's going to be activated in turn three, um, that's almost like a really nice second wave or at least a backfield protector. So. Yeah, and and to top it off too, like you can play this either way. So you can put it up there and I could run this with my slaughter queen and they could be just a, a, a brutal assassin opponent that can take on pretty much whatever they want, as long as they can get in and, and, and at least the avatar fight first. Uh, or if I keep next to a hag queen and the hag queen can give it the sippy cup. I mean, you don't, you don't want the avatar of Kane active rerolling ones to hit on turn three and then rerolling all failed wounds because that thing will put out enough hurt to take off whatever he wants with the exception of maybe Archeon, Nagash, et cetera. But uh, like I said, you can put him up there and try to roll that prayer. And if it fails, okay, then just he's your he's going to sit in the back line then. And when we're talking about sippy cup, by the way, guys, we are talking about witch brew. Uh, yes. It's I mean, so just for anyone who's new to the army and then they're seeing why there's so many hag queens uh, sitting on the table. It's because they have this amazing artifact where there's a little sippy cup where basically uh, in your hero phase you pick a friendly daughters of Cain unit within three inches of the model and you take a drink of the sippy cup. And then I, uh, <laughs> that's not that, that part's not in the wall scroll. It should be. Uh, if you do until your next hero phase, you can re-roll failed wound rolls uh, for melee weapons. So that's really cool because there's not a lot of ways to buff or debuff wound rolls, which is why something like the Frost Phoenix can be really powerful, creating a minus one to wound rolls. But then followed by that, you also don't need to take Battle Shock for the unit. So you're freeing oh, up yeah. your CPs to be able to reroll ones to hit, to increase charge rolls. Um, you know, you're using those re the, 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 the ones, uh, so the, the, the command points in other places. So Witch Brew is just absolutely powerful, which is why you have so many Hag Queens supporting mm -hmm. these big blocks of Witch Elves, you know, making them immune to Battle Shock, rerolling their to wound rolls. 
and and as as um as Kraith comes into play on a roll of a six, they get to attack a second time. And then one thing we kind of glossed over a little bit, which was the, the Slaughter Queen, that command ability that, you, that that Chuck was referring to, um, orgy of slaughter. So if this, so this is a command ability. So you spend that command point. Basically, uh, if this model is your general, which it is, um, if you do so, pick one friendly doors of cane unit within fourteen inches of the model. Uh, if the unit is within three inches of an enemy, it can pile in an attack as if it were in the combat phase. Mm -hmm. And the extra pylon can be big, big to get more bodies onto your objective, not to mention the fact that you'll probably kill whatever unit you're in combat with. Uh, and actually, I was thinking here, too, we should probably maybe quickly mention the prayers, because uh, we didn't talk about them too much in the last time. So No, because uh, no, we didn't really have a lot of um, of Hag Queens. Right, so so Blessing a Cane, which is the Hag Queen of Cauldron, it allows you to pick a unit, and you get to reroll the Faith saves, that 6-up save for a unit until the next hero phase. Martyr Sacrifice, anytime one of a, a model dies in that unit, you roll dice on a five plus you do a mortal wound back to the unit that just killed you and catechism of murder uh which if anyone listened to your hard quran episode understands what this does because they have a similar thing in there any hit roll of a six turns into essentially two dice for the wound roll so very blendy and you put that you put the catechism of murder on the uh uh which helps with the sacrificial knives because they have four attacks each next to a hero and it just goes bananas with three rolls everywhere Question for you, and um, this is a bit of like the flavor of the month type thing. So I noticed you've got Tunis of Canary, and um, I know this particular battalion, the Cauldron Guard, does reward you and actually require you to have units of life takers. Would you consider maybe dropping that unit of 10 life takers down to five? And I know you've got a couple of spare points in this list. Would you consider putting in the new Daughters of Cain, the Warcry Warband, the Shadow Stalkers? um for something a little bit different on the table or do you do you see merit in that or do you just think the the unit of 10 life takers is just better in their role and because um, they're in the battalion it just you know reducing the drops is not worth the trade-off uh for this the problem problem i had is you, they're only 80 points each so i'm still be 10 points shy being able to squeeze in the oh, uh, 1990 i was thinking yeah, you're yeah. I, was, I, was thinking, I was thinking you're 1980 but if you did have spare points would you would you oh uh, yeah no if it just would change the fact that you have to view this and and uh, as far as not having enough drops to possibly go uh first now here's the thing too someone sees a craith list they're probably gonna underestimate you already so they're probably gonna let you go first <laughs> so and and for me i always like going first with my daughter's cane because i run lots of witch elves and sister slaughter so i want to pass out the witch brew because if i get if i get witch brew on you know unit top of one i don't have to worry about battleshock pretty much for the rest of the game. So it's it's a really nice feeling. Um, but you could absolutely, you could drop those five, you could drop the Avatar of Cain. Um, and with that, I mean, you could, you could it would it would still increase the drops because the Hag Queen, you could put one of those Hag Queens on a Cauldron of Blood, uh, I believe. You, or yeah, it should, I think those points work out. We're close to it. But you could get another Hag Queen and Cauldron of Blood there. Um, problem is, since it's uh, not bolded in the temple to bring extra Hag Queens you know, bolded, it, it would count as an extra drop, so you'd still be a uh, a three drop, but that is another way you could play it. Like, I, I've run that too. I've run double Hag Queens and Cauldron of Blood with blocks of Witch Elves like that. It is it is a fun thing if you decide to do that. Yeah, and this obviously, the Cauldron Guard Battalion really works in your favor. For anyone who hasn't seen it, you are uh, your, your Hag Queen, your Witch Elves, your Life Takers. Um, they are going to be able to add one to the run and charge rolls uh, from the battalion. So 
as Chuck mentioned earlier, running up the board early turn one, throwing on that hair, that um, that witch brew, you know, really dominating the board, getting your army immune to battle shock, going for that, you know, the run and charge, maybe turn two. Um, that's quite attractive. Uh, obviously, you're trading off not being able to take Sisters of Slaughter or they're outside of the battalion. But um, I can see some of the, the logic here. I can see, you know, really tapping into that, that uh, hoping rolling of a six to be able to attack again. You've obviously got the, the Slaughter Queen's ability to, to be able to attack um, a second time. You know, you've got these nice big blocks. I think you've brought some interesting things to the table, especially with that Avatar of Cain. Um, I think uh, a lot of people just haven't really looked at it. Um, uh, for whatever reason, I think, you know, the, you know, I think the ultra aggressive, it doesn't really work in an ultra aggressive army. But having it as a second wave, a backfield protector, now that there's more teleporting than ever before, I I think 140 points might be all right. And I, and, I, and we talk yeah. about this as well, just before the winter FAQ and any uh, any FAQs on Broken Realms. When I look at Broken Realms, I'm not concerned that any of those those FAQs may impact Daughters of Cain. I think they're, they're, right. the rules, I think the rules are quite fair. I, honestly, Daughters of Cain have been wonderful in the fact that they they've never had to have a like really in-depth faq there had to been faq to just explain when marathi can take wounds or not but now that's written out uh, of the conversation because it's in her war scroll plain as day so i, I that's the reason why i love daughters kane it you don't have to worry about faqs too much because usually they come out and it's pretty straightforward and actually with the avatar of kane i actually have four of those on foot because i have so many cauldrons um but i actually put one in my harkaron list i'm curious to see how that's going to work because it should be fun because it's going to be a very surprising beast of a of a model in that army. And I know we're talking hard Quran, but like I'm curious to see how that's going to work over there, babysitting the, the the hag queen I got over there. So, yeah, I like it. Maybe one final question before I move off Crave. Um, you mentioned Marathi. Now Marathi has got a new war scroll. Technically, two actually, two war scrolls. Her points have been adjusted. Uh, I now get to use both of my toys. It's not about you know using little Marathi to turn into big Marathi. Um, the whole way the, the 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 Marathi has changed. Whether you know taking wounds, uh, you know some of that shenanigans that happen in between battle rounds. That's gone. Gaze of Marathi attack has changed. There's a lot that's changed uh, in Marathi. If you were to bring Marathi into this particular list, is there some trade-offs you're making here? Obviously, you're going to increase the drops by minimum two, and in turn, you've got to find 600 points somewhere, being that Marathi is 600 points currently. Mm -hmm. What would yeah. Marathi look like in a Craith list like this? Maybe what's some of the trade-offs, or how would this all kind of uh, bring to the table? I have run her in a few Craith lists, for sure, since that's my home temple. Uh, obviously, Avatar Kane, he's gone. Uh, I'm probably dropping the Cauldron Guard just because I'm not going to worry about drops at this point. Uh, so we're at 300 points, we're at halfway. Yeah. Um, I would probably take one of those unit of Witch Elves, drop it down to a unit of 10. Obviously, then you can drop one of the Hag Queens because that unit 10 is really just going to be there to hang around the small Marathi, Marathi Kane, to give her that extra bonus to not be hit uh, in shooting. That's literally what they'll, they'll be there for. Um, and drop drop life takers as I need, maybe bring in heart renders as I need, but it would be a very different list. Uh, Marathi would be the focus. Obviously, Marath uh, Marathi Kane would have uh, Mind Razor. Obviously, Venom and Gendra would still be there. I would probably still be able to squeeze in uh, a Cauldron of Blood, or maybe two, depending on, on how I play with things. Uh, and and I, the first time I took Marathi Kane to my local club, when the book came out, I think it was, yeah, it was actually the week uh, of the release of the book. Um, I played my first opponent was a, a 
Drakenhoof, uh, Bone Splitter's army. I, I might get that name wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't get any of my Drakfoot. Drakfoot. Yes. Yeah. So and they don't. You don't get any saves uh, yeah. uh, with your with your face saves, which I looked at going, oh boy, this is not going to be a good outing. And I managed to win that game because I had um, the Shadow Queen with Mind Razor on her get Kraith two turns in a row and take off most of his army. <laughs> That's it. By, the, by the way, this is a lot more detail than I expected from you. And the chat is asking for those lists on the blog. So yes. maybe there's a challenge for one of your upcoming blogs is 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 um, putting Marathi in that type of style. Yeah. I, I will do that. I'll put these up tomorrow and then maybe I'll do more in depth because I, I have done reviews of all the temples. Maybe I'll do like a more, much more in depth if, if that's what people might be interested in. Love it, love it. By the way, yeah. So this is a this is a cool list, and I think uh, it's something interesting. If nothing more, in your next garage game, go give Kraith a try. Go see how Kraith comes to the table. I think it's. I think I think people have forgotten about it early. Yeah, and I'd like to say one one last thing. The, one of the main reasons why I love Kraith is, like I said, rolling that six is fun. You're not going to get it most of the time, but what it does is it gives you an extra engagement with your opponent. Everyone at my club, every time I played a game after that happens once, they look at me wait for me to roll that dice it becomes like a game within a game it's a head game like it's a rush when you get it Tr just try crave it it is a fun way to play this army i like it i like it i think it's just everyone goes uh hagner or calabron too quickly uh i think it's definitely worth re having a look again um cool so that is the crave next up is hagner we keep talking about mm -hmm. hagner because <laughs> hagner is popular hagner is awesome Hagnar is tough. So Hagnar, if people are not familiar with Hagnar, it is certainly one of the harder ones uh, and um, for, for a particular reason. Uh, so a couple of things is uh, while the Hagnar unit is benefiting from Zelliot Rage ability, what's that? That's going to be the uh, turn three ability where you get to reroll ones to hit. Cool. Uh, so under Hagnar, you can reroll all failed hit rolls for the unit instead of only rerolling one. So yeah, um, huge. Can they hit on threes? Yes. Uh, so it's going to be threes to hit, fours to wound, I believe. If my Yep, threes to hit, fours to wound. <laughs> Still got especially, it. Especially when you're taking those big blocks of witch elves um, or you're taking big blocks of, of, of uh, Sisters of Slaughter. The Warscroft Battalion for Hagnar Cauldron Guard um, can also include an Avatar of Cain or an additional Cauldron of Blood. Um, yes. So I'm curious which one you would take, but you're going to tell me in the list. So let's not again ruin Christmas, um, or maybe maybe you don't use it at all. Maybe maybe he's only taking one one cauldron. Uh, and then finally, your command trait is coming in from uh, the, 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 the blah, 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 devoted disciples. Uh, whenever you make a fanatic faith roll for a friendly Hagnar unit within seven inches of the general, that's one thing I've noticed is a lot of short buff rangers you know your, your sippy mm. cup has to be within three uh we talked about the slaughter queen having to be within 14 this is within seven so you, you're really keeping your heroes close to your units to get the buff um so anyway with devoted disciples uh so we, we know the seven inches uh of the general the wounds are negated on a five plus instead of a six plus now that is probably the big selling point for me when it comes to hagnar um, you see the big block of witch, witch elves uh, with, with the shields. You're then kind of getting these big fanatical faith to kind of protect them. They're immune to battle shock because of witch brew. They're just this unmovable rock. 
Yeah, absolutely. It, it, let's not discount the Daughters of the First Temple. Reroll by turn three, roll, rerolling everything because you also have Witch Brew on all of your Witch Elves and Sisters of Slaughter. Uh, so you're just rerolling everything. You're going to get through every single attack, more or less. Uh, but yes, the uh, uh, Devoted Disciples, where you get the five plus instead of the six plus save, is huge, especially if you have Blessing a Cane on a unit, because then they're rolling. They're rolling going, going to be rolling pretty much, you know, like a, a six or a five. Or actually, technically, you're going to keep a unit of, with shields next to the cauldron. So it's going to be a four up, five up, five up. You're going to live. <laughs> you can know? You, can you do the five up, five up though? Because we know that the general's handbook has said there's only one after save now. The, the little special rule. Well, you get to re-roll it for one unit. So you're, you're not doing an extra save. You're rolling your armor save. Then you're rolling the fanatical face save and you get to re-roll that fanatical face save if you fail. So it's so because I think that's probably where I know some people have talked about this and there's a little bit of confusion like hold up I need to choose one but it's because of the re-roll that allows you to make them a bit more durable so yes. you've got the yeah so you get the four up assuming there's no rend and then there's the the re-roll that comes into play right and that four up like so that's all around the cauldron with the four up because you have a shield on the unit and it's only in combat so there's a lot of but like as as you if you're playing this army you're probably going to think more of a competitive mindset so you, you'll dive into those nitty gritty rules for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, when you're building Hagnar, it's very much about durability, but at the same time, you know, being able to reroll all your failed hits as opposed to, you know, rerolling ones, uh, and you start buffing them up with Witch Brew as well, uh, it does mean you're getting a lot of rerolls. You're rolling a lot of dice, and there's a lot of rerolling. So um, you, you, you are really playing the weight of dice. Um, you know, not a lot of high damage, not a lot of high rend, just sheer amount of damage, just pure rolls and because you're just re-rolling everything actually this this list but pretty much every list including Kraith and then this with the re-rolls uh something i should have mentioned early on when if you're playing a high body daughter's cane list sisters of slaughter witch elves uh, i did this before my first time taking them to adepticon i spent a couple uh, literally a couple hours you know not all at the same time but maybe a half hour here hour here of practicing how to roll so like i'm at threes to hit fours to wound i have these re-rolls getting used to having the dice you need how to roll it, how to quickly spot and use the same dice. Like I, I use, I have army specific dice, but like I can zero in. They're very easy to read for me and my opponent that I can cleanly and quickly do all these rolls because I don't want my rolls to slow down their game. And I've timed it to the point that I usually have a quicker game <laughs> than my opponent. So uh, just, just as a heads up, get used yeah. to being able to roll quick and clean with this army. Pre-COVID, you know, I would always offer to help pick up my opponent's ones and twos or whatever it might be. Maybe not now. Don't do not do that offer until we're in a bit of a safer world. Um, yeah. But, hey, let's stop talking COVID. I want to talk lists. Let's talk about Hagnar. So what are you bringing to the table? How much commonality is there compared to the Kraith list? And what's going to be different? I think only Chuck's going to tell us. We have the Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood, General Devoted Disciples as the Command Trait. Artifact is the Iron Circlet. The prayer is the blessing of Cain. You've also got a hag queen with the catechism of murder. You've got the hag queen with martyr sacrifice. We've already just talked about some of those prayers. We do see the entry of Marathi. So you will notice that Marathi is two drops. You have to take both the Marathis. You can't just choose the shadow queen without paying for uh, Marathi Cain. There is no way to make them a one drop. They are two drops. Uh, mm -hmm. despite they've, and, 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 you know, they are pointed, they are pointed individually, but you must take them as a pair. I'm just, right. making, yeah. this sure, I'm just making sure that Chuck, no, no, Chuck isn't going to like actually me. No, no, you're good. 
No actual there. Uh, cool. You got a lot of then you got a, a slaughter queen with the uh, sacrament of blood as a prayer. You then have thirty witch elves. Thirty witch elves. Both of those units have the sacrificial knives and the the bucklers, so the the weapon and shields. You've also got ten sisters of slaughter, which is coming in with the whips and the buckler. You've got yourself a command point. So what I'm seeing here is there's no battalion. I'm seeing right. a whole bunch of points being tied up in heroes. This is over fifty percent of your army is in heroes. Mm -hmm. um, very few units. Very few units. At least when we look at non-heroed units. So why have you gone this way? How has Hagnar manipulated such a difference in your in your list construction compared to Crave? And 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 how does Hagnar, I guess, influence your list building? Like talk me through some of the like the logic and what's going on here. The logic with this is take the Slaughter Queen Cauldron of Blood. She is your front and center so focus. Um and, and also with all the amount of drops here, I'm not worrying about going first. I that's why I have a command point. In case I get hit with something early, I can have that command point to uh, just ignore the ignore the battle shock test. Uh, in case I get alpha charge turn one, because I want I, I don't care if I go first, because I'm not going to really be doing all that much. I think until turn three when I can start pushing out that damage, because I can sit and survive in my turtle with having that slaughter queen in the center, having the two big blocks of witch elves on either side of it within that seven inch bubble. So they're on that four up, five up, five up, or, or well. Oh, one will be on a four up, five up, five up. One will be on a four up, five up because of the blessing of Cain will go one way. And like the iron circle, it lets me re-roll that prayer. So it's going to guarantee to get it off. Uh, Marathi and the shadow queen. Marathi will hang around in the back, put mind raise where she needs to do dispels, anything she needs. Uh, Sisters of Slaughter might hang around Marathi and just kind of give her that, you know, extra uh, additional lookout, sir. And then with their six, up, six inch charge, they can, or, or a pile in, they can do sneaky pile in whenever your opponent's, maybe getting caught out. Um, the extra slaughter queen here, uh, actually, well, sorry, before that, the shadow queen, she's going full in. So if I have to go first, I'll position myself maybe up a little bit for more objectives. I'll throw her in to tie up my, my opponent's army for at least, at least the threat in that army for one to two turns for sure. Uh, because then by turn three, they're going to come into me and I have all my rerolls going like crazy. So uh, that's the shadow queen's always going to be go in, hold them up. We'll see what happens. Um, you, you can get KG later if she somehow survives or you don't, you know, you make some nice saves on the wounds. The extra Slaughter Queen here is where you can kind of play with it. I decided to go with a Slaughter Queen. Uh, just, I don't know, it just felt like fun, <laughs> if I'm honest. You could e easily uh, Shadow Stalkers, which is something I would definitely try with it, or you could bring in some Kanari, absolutely. Um, if you did that, I would possibly take a look at the Sacrament of Blood and move that onto one of the hag queens uh probably dropping martyr sacrifice or catechism well either or however you want to play this because sacrament blood allows you to take a unit and advance them one step further into the blood rights table so by turn two you could have a buffed up witch elf unit re-rolling all hits and all wounds if they have the witch brew on them too so sacrament of blood i think is very vital to be in the hagnar list just to get you to that turn three ability on a unit yeah. pretty quickly but like I said, you could absolutely that hundred points that in this, that's where you can really play. Um, yeah. But like I said, extra command point, you could drop it uh, if you wanted to. I like it just in case I get the alpha charge. I, I have lots of, uh, I have a beast of chaos player. It's a regular opponent and he's really good at making turn one charges, no matter how deep I am in my line. So 
And there's a lot of shooting as well, and, and you know, KO is out there at the moment. So uh, being able to take down the the, um, the the Sippy Cup, you know, Hag Queens or being able to kind of do a lot of damage early on, um, having that CP up your sleeve when you don't have a battalion can be critical. Um, so I, I do like it. I mean, if you were going to drop this, the Slaughter Queen and the Cauldron, so sorry, the Slaughter Queen and the Command Point to give yourself 150 points, um, you could bring yourself in a unit of snakes or, you know, you could, mm -hmm. um, you know, you could, you know, put a hag queen on a cauldron. You might be able to do something. But I think the combination of what that slaughter queen with a command point up your sleeve, I think, is worth the investment. So uh, I think you've got the right call there. Um, you know, and, and for anyone who hasn't listened to the last episode that, you know, Chuck and I did a lot more focus on Marathi, both small Marathi and big Marathi. You know, small Marathi is a triple caster. Gets plus one to the cast. She can unbind two spells. Um, you know, her, her her signature spell is a thirty-six inch range, so it's very very potent. Um, you know, between them, they can only take three wounds a turn. So, um, at minimum, you're going to keep her around for four battle. Four, sorry, four turns, yeah. two battle rounds. Till bomb turn two, yeah. At minimum, so you know, being able to throw big Marathi or small Marathi, you know, being able to throw little Marathi, pinning in an opponent, and knowing that you can only take three damage is um, is very powerful to kind of stop your opponent's advancement to pin in or kind of do some damage uh, where you. And there's some really big damage there too. Some I think there was mm -hmm. some D sixes or some flat sixes, and there were some high rend attacks as well. So. Um, for 600 points, I think Marathi is a steal. I, I would be willing to pay 700, even close to 800 for Marathi, how she currently stands. Yeah, I, I think she's pointed so nicely. Uh, and even if she's only there for two turns, she I get 600 points worth of those two turns for sure. Um, but yeah, like I said, with this, I honestly see this list, uh, I just Hagnar in general when I see it, it, it's definitely much more of that old Death Star style of play people used to do you know i don't know if we see that as much anymore maybe with ko a little bit but you know it's it's not the only way you can play hagnar but it, i think it's the easiest route into hagnar to be effective pretty quickly and like i said you want the slaughter queen or hag queen on cauldron to, you know put your general on cauldron just so they survive longer to give out the devoted disciples and then obviously go shields like i said think of this as more defensive because that's what this is this is a defensive daughters of Kane army that can still move and put out hurt Talk to me about the Sisters of Slaughter, um, because I think there's an argument here that people are struggling maybe you know, in their own list building or even like when they're building their models. You know, do I build Sisters of Slaughter? Do I build Witch Elves? Do I make the big block of, of Witch Elves? Do I make a big block of Sisters of Slaughter? Like that combination, what mm -hmm. drew you to make the um, the Sisters of Slaughter the unit of 10 as opposed to a big block of 30? Um, is it just like a model restriction or have you got some logic behind why you've done this combination? Uh, no, it, it's just traditionally I like running Sisters of Slaughter in units of 10 just because that six inch pile in, I, I could sneakily get where I need to if I'm running Witch Elves. Um, also, units of 10 are nice because when you have 30, a unit of 30 with whips, it gets to be a little bit of a nightmare moving things around, pulling out pulling out the dead. Uh, that's besides the point. Um, I, although, within the past maybe three months, uh, you know, which isn't a ton of games, but, you know, it's, it's yeah. Five or so games. I've run Sisters of Slaughter in units of thirty, and they do put out work. So it, it, I, I've started to see the light a little bit in running them in units of thirty. But um, traditionally, I'd like them in units of ten, just because they'll be the sneak in, uh, you know, on the side with that six-inch pile, and as my opponent will wrap 
a little bit too close and not realize it whenever fighting they're fighting my witch elves I, f I always find the um the the bladed bucklers on the sisters of slaughter being able to rebound mortal wounds uh on a roll of a six to save um i always find that a really interesting mechanic something that you don't see very often and maybe an argument why you would take a block of 30 as opposed to a block of 10. but i think you know either way i think you know there's, there's pros and cons on either side how you combine them um in a bit of season for taste here i guess um yeah i, I mean if you throw in a unit of 10, let's say you take 10 sisters of slaughter or which else with that, with the shield, regardless, either or, and you just throw them because throw them away into a, a big buffed up melee unit, because also keep in mind, secondaries are a thing. If I have a unit of 10 sisters of slaughter or a unit of 10, which else they're my bait. I want them to die. They're going to die. I'm not going to give them any buffs. They're an easy target. But if I throw a unit of 10 with shields into a unit that uh, can put out a ton of attacks, well, I get to still roll all those dice is saved. So you do 80 wounds to me, even though I have 10 models, I'm rolling 80 dice to try and get sixes to then hurt you. Like it, it's, it's a, it's a good trade off for me. I I've had units of 10 at 120 points earn their points back by dying or yes. if not more. So. Yeah. I, I think the, the ability to pile in um, six inches and get into maybe some of the juicier targets or being able to be drawn into combat uh, even when they shouldn't be, and then, you know, absorbing damage to the bladed buckler does uh, attract me to have at least a unit of sisters of slaughter. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's a big block or a small block, I think there's an argument. I think there's a nice combination there. And they bring something a little bit different than the witch elves don't bring. Um, and I was just re revisiting the witch elves war scroll. And I was thinking they hit on threes, wound on threes, but they actually wound on fours, mm -hmm. which makes the re-rolling to wound so very, much very important. better. So much better because you've got no rend. Uh, you only do damage one, but just being able to like basically re-roll your hits, re-roll your wounds, um, two attacks apiece, it's just nasty. Three is a very three attacks versus a hero nearby. Like yeah. with the with the witch elves, so yeah. Which is why you want to get used to uh to to um to rolling lots of dice. And um, you know, like is there an argument? I think maybe a question from the chat. So you've got yourself the sisters of slaughter with the bucklers. Um do you see an argument of taking the sacrificial knife instead of the the buckler, or do you like the ability to to, to absorb and then bounce mortal wounds back? Um, the the reason why we're taking the shield. Uh, really, I've tried. I have I have both. Uh, witch elves, I can go either way. I like them with the shield. I like them without the shield. It really depends on how much dice you want to roll, that sort of stuff. Sisters of Slaughter, I always tend to go towards bucklers just because. I'm going to get pretty much everything in anyway with the whips because it's a two inch reach and the bucklers I'd rather have the extra save and do those wounds back than that one extra one in one dice. Uh, it, it just, it just is much simpler for me to put the bucklers on them. Plus it's not an extra profile. You have to roll to slow you down. Like I, I always tend to go with the, the blade of bucklers on the sisters of slaughter, but with which else you can go either way. I could see I could see a block of thirty sisters of slaughter maybe taking the knives. Um, there, there might be an argument in the block of thirty, um, but when I look at a block of ten taking, you know, it's only one attack, so maybe up to ten attacks in that, uh, and you're hitting on threes, wounding on fours. Uh, like how much additional damage might you do? Maybe two keep, wounds, maybe three for lucky. Keep in mind, like if you give a unit of ten sisters of slaughter or which else, you're probably not giving them any buffs. That's going to go to three blocks. So, I, 
a little bit more survivability goes a lot farther than an extra few, few attacks that you're probably going to miss on the four anyway, four to hit, four to wound. Yeah, absorbing those mortal words, so absorbing and then bouncing back mortal words, even if you lose the unit and getting those mortal words, they'll pay for themselves, let alone what they do on the table. So for me, I would be taking Sisters of Slaughter with the Bucklers every day of the week. That's just my, but, but there could be an argument in a big unit, in a small unit, I probably would not be attracted to uh, the Sacrificial right. Knives. But um, yep. hey, I'm only learning. I'm only just starting my doors of Kane Army. Um, any anything else when it comes to to the hack? Now, obviously, we've got the durability. Obviously, that's going to come into play really nicely with you know big and little Marathi. Uh, we've got a whole bunch of uh, hag queens and or slaughter 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 queens to really buff up those witch elves. To um, yeah, like any, anything else? Like this is a super, as you said, uh, a defensive, durable force that's going to do a, a whole bunch of damage, but mm -hmm. probably got a lot more staying power than the Kraith list that we just looked at. Yeah, and. Pretty much, if you look at the Kraith list and then this list, you could, for the most part, you could put in Marathi or take out Marathi. You could put in a, a battalion, take out a battalion. You can interchange that based upon how you're feeling and what you want to play or the models you own. So don't think you have to take Marathi in, in this list or any list. Um, yeah, definitely play with it. It, it. Hagnar, you're going to probably stay close. You're going to be bunched up. But it doesn't mean you can't have that that turtle and then have a bunch of witch elves off to the side or, or canary or snakes even. So um don't, don't think this is the only way to play it. The only thing I will say about Hagnar in the end is the, the one event I did take it to, uh, I was literally, it didn't matter what my opponent had at that time, I was literally playing the same game over and over and over again, which got a little bit boring for me, as opposed to all the other Daughters Cane lists I've played where every game, it, tactics will shift slightly, whereas the Hagnar, you're kind of, this is what I'm doing because it works, it'll get me where I need to go. <laughs> So roll, roll, roll lots of dice. If um if I was gonna take and before we move on to Drake Geneth, if I was taking your list, Chuck, and I was uh maybe I'm not ready to paint Marathi, I don't own Marathi yet, uh, or maybe I just don't want to take her for whatever reason it might be. I've got these six hundred points. I'm thinking I might boost up the uh maybe get another block of witch elves, maybe get a couple of units of sisters of slaughter. Maybe get myself that um, the the new Warcry Warband, the uh, the Bloodstalkers, or get myself some Canary. If you had six hundred points to to invest because we're dropping Marathi, um, any thoughts around what you'd put into this list instead? Yeah, uh, I mean, first of all, drop that second Slaughter Queen on foot. Uh, keep the two Hag Queens, then add a third Hag Queen uh, because you're going to take that Sisters of Slaughter unit, boost it up to thirty, or turn two Witch Elves based on flavor. Uh, and then maybe look at taking Cauldron Guard uh, or another battalion that might suit you. So, okay, so that's how, that's how you would build this out if you didn't take Marathi. Yeah, yeah. If I take Marathi, I'm usually not looking at a battalion. That's it, kind of like for every list, that's how it's going to be. If I take a battalion, I'm probably not taking Marathi, vice versa. Unless it's Saint Archai, which is a completely different show that you should check out from last week. <laughs> Go check that out. Yeah, look, we add Marathi and the Battalion. We're at 750 points uh, approximately. Uh, that's a lot of investment, let alone fulfilling the Battalion. So um, mm -hmm. totally, yeah, it's a bit of a trade-off there. Um, so we've got Drake Geneth. I'll just mark that down. We're at 58 minutes. So we're at Drake Geneth, and um, Drake Geneth's a little bit different. Again, we don't really see a lot of Drake Geneth. I think actually the, the list that came 14th at CanCon was Drake Geneth, if I remember correctly, but... Maybe yeah. I am. It was twelve months ago, I think. So um, bear that in I, mind, teams. I, I believe I believe you're right. I played Drake Geneth, and and it is a solid temple. Uh, it, it suffers from the fact that Hagnar and Calibron exist. Um, it, it's it's just as good as 
many other, you know, like like top level, uh, maybe sub factions within armies elsewhere. It just it suffers with the fact that Hagnar and Calibron are, are much more appealing to this army at, at the time. But you can easily build a great Drakeneth list. It's very, uh, I mean, you get really tactical because you're doing lots of kind of like Calibron, but in a different way. Because like charge and retreat, charge and retreat. Because you'll see later we're gonna take the slaughter troop battalion with this, which. As you can see in the War Scroll Battalion, we get to adjust that a little bit here. But this th this really needs a champion in the community. Uh, Coach, I'd love to say you need to drop Calibron, go full Drachy Ganeth. But you, you found your love, so stick with it. Sell, but... me, sell, sell me on the law. Sell me on the law. Like, like we're in an elevator together. You're going to sell me on Drachy Ganeth. Why <laughs> should I take Drachy Ganeth? Like, what's, what's so special compared to the other temples? Uh, it's, it's, it's that classic dark elf style of movement you you need to position yourself well you're going to be taking sisters of slaughter for sure in this list um because you're going to take slaughter troop which means you need to take them um so you're going to make sure you're piling in that six inches you're gonna make sure that you are uh retreating and then charging again to get the extra attack which is the bladed killer's ability uh you going you're going to be more tact tactically involved in your movement than any other battalion it, or any other uh, temple in, in this this army and it's fun it, it's challenging uh you really have to be wanting to do that mindset but it, it, and it's very rewarding like if, if you get those measurements down packed oh it's it's great like i said i think this is the least represented only because of the fact that i never shut up about kraith <laughs> so therefore kraith is known in the community whereas drachy ganeth always gets overlooked but it, it really just needs a champion to be like I like this. I like movement. I like being able to know my my distance, and and taking advantage of it. So, th this can this this could this could keep up with a lot of armies, I believe, with where it stands now. I, I am known for my tactical genius, being a Gargan player with my eight models. So, uh, who knows? Maybe this is the, the 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 army for me. But man, maybe you'll sell me on the list. Maybe you'll sell me a little bit more about why. This might be more my flavor, but if I do go Drake Ganeth, what am I going to get for it? I get the Bladed Killers, so I get to add one to the hit rolls for Drake Ganeth units in the combat phase if they charged in the same turn. Okay, so not when I'm in combat and overall, but just the turn that I charge. So I guess I guess you know getting the charge is going to be important. I want to be able to maybe get low drops. I want to dictate the terms of battle if I want to tap into that Bladed Killers. My War Scroll Battalion, so the Drake Ganeth Slaughter Troop. Uh, battalion, I can also include up to two units of witch elves. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's that. I mean, you, you're getting to take a battalion that really doesn't have any tax and add two extra units of a pure, amazing blendiness to it. The, the slaughter troop battalion is a slaughter queen bolded. So she can be on cauldron or on foot, two units of sisters of slaughter and two canary heart renders, which are the ones with the, uh, the shooting. Yeah, so the life hackers are your combatty ones, your heart renders are your shooty ones. You then get your artifact, which is the Dark Sword. So uh, the Dark Sword, so the Slaughter Queen's Death Sword has an attack characteristic of four. Now, the Slaughter Queen can be on Cauldron, right? So, yes. So do I even want her even to be in combat? Uh, it's, not the, it's not terrible. Uh, I mean, a Slaughter Queen on her own like she's not passing out the witch brew so she's not having to babysit a unit so she could be your roadblocker she could go out there the avatar is definitely going to put into work if he's active on those first two turns and obviously from three onward i 
I always get my cauldrons into combat at some point during these games, no, even if they are a Hag Queen variant. So yeah, she's going to get in there. And, and the Death Sword, I believe that's the one that does the D3 damage. So going from two attacks, four attacks. So consistent four. Then you obviously get, you know, if you they, they charge, right? If you charge, you do impact hits as well. So yeah. Uh, there's some, some there is some damage, but I, I know traditionally, like your wizard wagons, your you know your your, your you know your um your, uh, what are they called, buddy. I think in a slaves to darkness, the ship of war shrines, you often oh, yeah, try yeah. to avoid them in combat, but they're like combat is a is a necessity at the very end. But you're yeah. saying that it might might actually work all right. If you've had if you've had queens on cauldron and they're there to keep a unit and keep it nearby for the blood shield, you're probably gonna get them in combat late. If you have a slaughter queen and She's probably gonna, you know, she she'll probably get into combat alongside some witch elves pretty early on. I'd say, at least with the way I play and have found good effectiveness with with that unit. Yeah, yeah, uh, and getting some consistent attacks is always good, especially like when they do get into combat. You just want them out of combat as soon as possible. So by doing some model wound impact hits, being able to do flat four damage, uh, that can help get tight and you know get get out of those those tie up situations. Drake Guinness. You have your Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood. Um, we're seeing a little bit of commonality, but some differences as well. So we've got the Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood, which is the general command trait is terrifying beauty with the Dark Sword. We have to take the Dark Sword with uh, with Drake Geneth. And we've got Catechism of Murder. We've also got a Hag Queen on the Cauldron of Blood with the Iron Circlet. Again, we've seen this artifact pop up a few times. And we see the Blessing of Cain. We also have a Hag Queen with the Martyr Sacrifice. Again, we've seen that, that come up quite often. Right, and if, also, real, real quick, you'll notice that the Hag Queen is the one that has the defensive ability because, as I said before, the Hag Queen on Cauldron is more likely to be end-game combat, whereas the Slaughter Queen I'm going to use more as early-game combat. Makes sense to me. You've also got yourself 10 Sisters of Slaughter, which have the uh, the Whips and the Bucklers. 10 Sisters of Slaughter, but Whips and Bucklers. 30 Witch Elves, 30 Witch mm -hmm. Elves, both got the Sacrificial Knives. Uh, then we have two units of the heart renders. We've got to take those in the battalion. And we've also got an additional unit of life takers. So they're outside of the battalion. We also do have the slaughter troop right. and we have ourselves a command point. So how many drops and what what di dictated this particular list? So again, we're seeing some differences between Hagnar, Kraith, Drake Gineth. So it's not like the same list just being implemented in all three. We're actually seeing some modification and we are seeing some variants where they're, you know, big blocks, more Canary, no snakes just yet. Um, we're seeing Marathi enter, no Marathi. Well, we are seeing some true variations. So I'm really liking that. I, I really like mm -hmm. that it's not just picking up one list and just this, almost the same. Right. So this is going to be a four drop list as it stands now. Um, now, I also have the extra command point, like I said, just in case you're not going to end up going first. You could easily, uh, and also the Canary Life Takers added in, I had 80 points. That's that's why. The, uh, for the way I built this list, I just had 80 points. You could easily drop the command point in Canary Life Takers and give yourself 130 points to play with. Uh, beef up one of the Sisters of Slaughter units. Uh, bring in... Uh, yeah, you know, and bring in something else if you'd like. I, I guess you don't have any uh, spellcasters. So there's no, uh, there's no uh, endless spells coming into the mix here. Right. So, like you said, there's some wiggle room with points uh, for sure. But like I said, four drop list because the slaughter queen's gonna come in with the sisters of slaughter, and then the witch elves and the heart renders, and then the, each hag queen, and then the uh, extra life taker unit. Now, like I said, the life taker unit too, it can just sit there and be the late game capture. So, however you want to use those last 130 points um 
with this. Um, but yeah, the, the Slaughter Queen, once again, terrifying beauty. So she's, you know, minus one to be hit. Uh, and with this too, like you could also take the Witch Elves. I have them units of 30. You could make the Sisters of Slaughter units of 30 and then the, the Witch Elves units of 10. I, I went with the Witch Elves um, uh, in this case, but you could easily, and, and honestly thinking about it now, uh, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things, hindsight's twenty twenty. The Sisters of Slaughter might be better useful because they're going to take much more advantage of the charge and retreat. So actually, yeah, let's let's just say that right now. Make the Sisters of Slaughter. And this is the benefit of this list. Like people might be sitting here going, I only own Witch Elves uh, or maybe right. I only have a couple of small units of Sisters of Slaughter. So I think the this is the well, season to taste here. If you want to bring in, yeah. you know, the, the Shadow Stalkers, if you want to bring in, you know, you, yeah. don't, own, you, don't, own, you don't own the, the Life Takers, like obviously do what you want to do. Actually, Actually, I'm sorry. I, I keep circling myself here. I, I do this all the time. This is the this is the fun and the problem with the fact that uh, the battalions are just by temples. The witch elves are part of the slaughter troop battalion, so they get full advantage of that battalion's rule. So sorry, correct, whichever, correct. whatever you want, whatever you want. Which no, no, yeah, yeah. So you are correct. If you, if you take slaughter slaughter troop in any other temple, uh, your witch elves don't get into the mix. But under Drakey Ganeth you get to add two of those witch elf units into the slaughter troop. So if you're taking slaughter troop elsewhere, you might go more more sisters of slaughter, or you buff up those sisters of slaughter to be blocks of thirty. Um, but this is like this is the logic, and this is kind of like why maybe I really love slaughter troop, but I'm running it in Calibron. So maybe it's worthwhile looking at taking that same battalion and just seeing how how it changes my list tech in Drake Ganeth. Yeah, like I said, and you'll you'll have that. So like definitely write it out like I said, logic it'll, it'll come and go as it pleases whenever you think about this stuff but yeah a four drop list uh so what the slaughter troop does actually as its ability uh, i have it right here units and retreat units that retreat can still shoot and charge in the same turn so with if you if you look uh back up as you saw before the bladed killers if we charge with the unit we get plus one to hit rolls so if we're going to charge in the witch elves and then retreat charge back in we're, we're constantly going to be twos to hit, fours to wound, rerolling those fours because they have Witch Brew on them. So it, it's that's where you get to that tactical in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh, almost almost hit and run, uh, but you're going to be taking your lumps, unfortunately. And then Sisters of Slaughter with that ten or that six-inch pile in as well. So that's where it gets really tactical. Uh, and then you know you have the Heart Renders who can drop down behind, take out some some heroes or capture some objectives. Um you know, they, they do drop pretty quickly in units of five because they're only five wounds and uh, not much save. But, you know, it's this is very much a where you commit something needs to be thought through very intelligently as opposed to, say, when I play Kraith, which is drink this, drink this blood and I'll go hit that unit. OK, and you just line them up and let them go. <laughs> Can I ask you two questions about the Slaughter Queen on Cauldron? We haven't spoken about yet. Uh, one come from the chat. One's been a burning question from me. The one from the chat's coming up from, um, yeah, got, coming up from the chat is talking about the dispelling abilities. So, the Slaughter Queen, whether it's Slaughter Queen on foot or Slaughter Queen on cauldron, has the plaque, the Pact of Blood, which allows you to un attempt to unbind one spell as if they were a wizard. So they can't cast, but they can unbind. Um, how important is that to you? Have you found that be a, to be a useful ability? Is that something is, is nice to have? Is it a strategy you build upon? Um, how do you find the, the Pact of Blood with the Slaughter Queen? For me, it, it's just a bonus because whenever I go a prayer-heavy list like these lists have been so far, I, I don't, you know, my opponent can do pretty much whatever they want. 
but typically there's only going to be with most armies there's a spell you want to stop so you're going to have a slaughter queen in, in pretty much every list you know nine times out of ten based upon the temple you run with daughters of cain so having that ability to just dispel even if you bring no casters it's just nice to have that attempt to stop that big powerful spell they're trying to get off uh the only and, and downside is endless spell goes on the board you just have to learn to live with it unfortunately because you can't get rid I of was it. I was going to ask you because it says you can unbind. It doesn't say you can dispel. So what that means right. is when the when your opponent is trying to cast an endless spell, you have the opportunity to try to remove it when it's being cast. But once it's on the table, that's not called unbinding. That's called dispelling. And unless it's been FAQ'd and I've missed it, uh, according to the War Scroll, you cannot dispel. So you can't remove right. an endless spell once it's on the table unless it's been FAQ'd somewhere. No, no, to get rid of an endless spell, you have to sacrifice a spell in your hero phase. So I have no spells. Uh, because, yeah, yeah. yeah, so there's no, there's no way. So, but still, I look at endless spells. Okay, if I'm playing Beast of Chaos, I don't want the bull going off. If I'm playing uh, Skaven, I don't want the uh, light for, uh, Warp Lightning Vortex going off. Uh, other endless spells, sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm going to take some lumps, but I have a faith save. I'll just, I'll just hopefully roll some sixes, you know? It, yeah. They don't bother me too much. There's a few that I want to stop, and if they, you know, it, it can really hamstring you. Now, I guess KO with a spell in a bottle, you know, I face that, and they throw uh, Warp Lightning Vortex on my 30 Witch Elves. Okay, it's going to be rough. <laughs> but, you know. It's nice to have, and it might help, but certainly you don't get any pluses to that unbind. I think the point I was trying to make is that, is that it's called the language we use is dispel as opposed to unbind. So just right. basically you've got to get rid of it before it goes on the table. Once it's on the table, unless there is nullification terrain on the board, um, you're, you're out of luck. So um, yeah, I mean, and if you look at like the, the magic demigods in this game, Nagash, obviously, Atlas, um, you can, you're not going to stop them anyway. <laughs> so let them have their fun. I'll just roll sixes on my face save. <laughs> the, the other question I had was about the other feature called the Priestess of Cain, where it talks about the prayer. You can do the Rune of Cain and the Touch of the Death. Of death. Are any of those useful at all? Like, I, 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 don't, I don't recall Touch of Death being ever, ever used upon me. And I certainly don't recall Rune of Cain either. But maybe I've just forgotten about it. Typically, the the uh, like martyr sacrifice, catechisms of murder, blessing of Cain. That's what you want to be getting getting off because you only get to do do one essentially. Yeah. Um, but uh, Runa Cain is okay if you are if the if the Hag Queen has no unit around the buff, so she's going to just drink her own witch brew, and then you might as well go in because then you're you're probably it's late game probably, so you'll be threes rerolling ones, fours rerolling minus one d three damage if you get that prayer off. But Touch of Death, which is essentially pick a unit within three inches, you do the hide the dice behind your hand trick, and you, you know, your opponent picks, and if they fail it, it's D3 damage. Um, that's fun because no one really knows Daughters of Cain has it. So if you walk up and, like, you know, the Hag Queen's on her own anyway, and that unit's dead, your opponent's like, what? It, it really will, it literally will mind game your opponent because they're like, what are you doing? Let me see your book. And then all of a sudden they forget about everything else going on, on the table because of potential D3 mortal wounds because you're hiding a dice behind your, your back. It's just fun. It means think, nothing. But it takes I your opponent out of the game in a really weird way. I know when I've dealt with Hand of Nagash, Hand of Nagash, where you put the dice in hand, your hand. Hand, hand of Dust? Hand of Dust. Hand of Dust. Hand of Dust, yes. Because Arcan does it as well. He can do it. Anyway, the point is, is um, well, Arcan when Nagash on the table. Anyway. Yeah. 
the point is, is that, that that's the only time I remember that interaction being used of, you know, pick a dice and, and, and you know, which hand and, and all that good stuff. Um, I don't remember it ever. So it's a nice little fun thing. I can see that, I can see that it's okay, but I think the point that I, I wanted to draw out of you and I'm glad that I did was that it's the the choices that you choose, you know, the, the blessing of Cain, the martyr sacrifice, the catechism of murder. It's those allegiance prayers that are very useful. If I bring in my Slaughter Queen into Harkuron, if I bring it into as an ally, I can still use Touch of Death or Rune of Cain uh, as an ally or as I, my one in four for Harkuron. But as allegiance Daughters of Cain, my signature prayers that come with my allegiance, the Martyr Sacrifice, the Blessing of Cain, are just superior. They just they are just way better. Um, and there might be a situation where they get drawn up, but in most cases, I'm doing Catechism and Murder. I'm doing those ones. Right. So, no, cool. No, no, thank you. Thank, I, I, I just I don't recall them being used. It it's like I said, it's it's the the most use i've seen out, out of that prayer is near the end of the game taking my opponent out of the game to make them pick dice out of my hand because they're not no one knows that daughters of cain has it most most daughters of cain players i bet they don't know they have that <laughs> and it's right. it's it's understandable why is the is the canero life takers coming in because you didn't have enough points for another unit of heart renders or are they bringing something a little bit different to the table no, they're just there because I only had 80 points left. Like I said, the, the the room to play for this this list specifically is take out those life takers, take out the extra command point. You have 130 points to play with. Mm. So, uh, yeah, like they're only there because I had 80 points with this list. So <laughs> they're not bad. They're not bad at all. Um, oh, yeah, no, no. Like I know, I know as a Cities of Sigma player, I was looking at the unit of 80 the 80-point unit as opposed to the 90-point unit as an ally instead of taking Shadow Warriors because uh, I think Shadow Warriors are 110, so they kind of play a very similar role, a, a few less bodies, but um, but I think in, what I'm hearing from you is um, taking as many heart renders over life takers when the opportunity is created. So in this case, yeah. we've, we've gone, uh, unfortunately, we don't have the points to go a third unit, but if you drop the battalion, if you did something different, then... Um, maybe more heart renders are for you. Yeah, absolutely. And, and if you're looking for allies, probably the life takers for 80 points, because like I said, you're getting your value about them being in the sky and bothering your opponent that they can come down turn five. So, And then on a four plus, they can move? Yes, after they fight in combat. Immediately after they fight in combat, they get to roll dice. On the four plus, they get to move away, I think it's six inches. Yeah, and the life takers is after shooting, which is why I really like that. Yes. Um, so they could shoot... And then they could either retreat or the sorry, not retreat. They could move closer to the objective or they could move further away and make it harder for my opponent uh, to come chase me, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Anything else you'd want to add to Drake Ganeth? So I'm, I'm already seeing some real differences between uh, Kraith, Hagnar, Drake Ganeth, which is, which is really cool. It's not like, again, one list being dropped into three different temples. I, I said for this, the, what one thing I will leave this on is this is a fun temple. Uh, the lore, be, I mean, all the lore is great, but it has really good lore. Um, it's fun to play, and it really needs a champion. So all the new people out there who are picking up uh, Daughters of Cain, take a look at this. 
and, and, and give it a go and be the one to to do what I do with Kraith and just wave that banner so much that people have to be like, yes, Kraith is a thing and I understand the rules because you don't shut up about it. <laughs> Someone needs to do that within our community and you will have a lot of fun with this. All right, so if you're a Draggy Ganeth player, make yourself known. We are looking for the champion. Uh, before I move on, I, I want to call out a question from Vito, which I think was really relevant at the time, is uh, do you think Life Takers could be a good glass cannon with Mine Razor uh, and next to Marathi on the charge? So obviously there's no Marathi in this particular build, but, um, but do you think that they would work well? If you took him in a unit of 10 uh, and could get most of the attacks in, I think you could. But the problem is if I have Marathi in combat, I probably want Mind Razor on her, unfortunately. Um, could you? Yes. Is it the most effective thing in the world? I don't think so. But why not try it? That'd be fun. <laughs> no one's going to expect yeah. the... Uh, but I, I guess, too, the other thing is your Canary are going to have to come down the turn before before you buff them because they come down the end of movement. So that might hinder a few things as well. But so you still, play the double turn at minimum, but, um, but it's, if, it, it's not if, if it works, it could be fun. <laughs> bit, of a dicey, <laughs> bit of a dicey strategy, especially when you're taking it off Marathi to give it to somebody else. But could it be done? Yes. Can I drive my car with my feet? Yes. Should That's I? Fun. Probably not. But, hey, it'll be fun. <laughs> Please don't drive with your feet. That's a joke from Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock. Just don't do it either way. Um, last list. So we're talking Calibron. Now, I'm building a Calibron list. I'm really interested because I'm being drawn by the law, but I've also, I love some of the shenanigans that happen in Calibron. And I'm loving the the new, uh, the Shadow Stalkers in conjunction with Calibron. It's just like just some complete mind fuckery with the amount of teleporting I have in my list is brilliant, but you've got the concealment and stealth. So you subtract one to the hit rolls that target Calibron in shooting phase, really powerful right now in the current meta. I think rewind it 12 months ago. It was like, eh, it's not really a lot of shooting It's a little bit of shooting, but now we've got, you know, salamanders, you've got in skinks, you've got KO, you've got cities, you just got, um, like my Gargans, I've only lost my in, in Gargans against shooting armies. You know, Lumineth, you name it. There's just so much shooting out there. Mm -hmm. So minus one is shooting, pretty nice. Yeah. What's Please. Sorry, I was going to say, like, uh, previously in the meta, uh, the teleportation shenanigans was what made this so attractive. It made it the second place next to Hagnar. Uh, ben Curry over in the UK, he runs Calibron, and he does it to great effect over there. But as shooting has increased in the meta, this the the concealment and stealth has just gotten much more powerful. So I would actually say this is on the same level as Hagnar in the current meta. Obviously, we don't know because of everything going on, but uh, Calibron is definitely one to look at. So I, I think you chose a good temple here for sure. Um, yes, and uh, it might be worth calling out here that the Marathi little trick of surrounding Marathi with ten models, little Marathi turns into big Marathi, gets pushed forward, and then leaps forward with Calibron. That little little thing is gone. Like can't yeah. do that. Forget Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Forget <laughs> it. It's gone. No longer around. Sorry. <laughs> so excited. Um, you've also got your War Scroll Battalion, so your Calibron Temple Nest uh, can include two additional units of Medusae. So that's pretty good. Snakes have gotten a new War Scroll in Shadow and Pain. So they've got some upgrades, and I can actually bring them into my list, which is great. We also then have the Calibron Command Trait, which is the Mistress of Illusion, which is what drew me to Calibron on top of the lore. 
<laughs> at the start of the hero phase, uh, you can pick one friendly Calibron unit within seven of the general. It's a very short range still. Again, short ranges here. You can, uh, If this unit is more than three inches from an enemy model, remove it from the battlefield and set it up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches from an enemy model. The unit cannot move in your next movement phase. So it counts as a movement, uh, but basically you have a free teleport anywhere on the board so long as you're outside of nine of your opponent and starting outside of three of an opponent. Yeah, uh, and... You could you could teleport Marathi. She's a Calibron unit in this army. <laughs> and if you or not Marathi, but the Shadow the Shadow Queen. Sorry, I'm trying to get used to saying the names properly now. You got Marathi Kane, yeah, big yeah. Marathi, little Marathi. You can teleport. Actually, you can teleport both. Um, you could teleport little Marathi, you know, f uh, very far up the board and drop some signature spells that are in quite short range. You could yep. bring big Marathi in and uh, and and go for an early charge. You know. Actually. Now that you say teleporting the little Marathi cane up and dropping some very important spells, that reminds me of the old Dark Elf style where you'd have a sorceress on Pegasus who would run forward in, in old fantasy and try to roll as many dice as possible to essentially miscast her spells and explode and hurt her enemy. Like, this is an expensive version of that for sure with Marathi Kane being on the board, but I just, you said that I, I want to try that now. That sounds fun. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to do it with my gloom spike. It's I would, I would hand a gork my fungoid cave shaman up the board. And then I would use the endless spell, the, um, uh, Mork's mighty mushroom, the nuclear bomb. Cause he has very short range. So I'd then like be teleported outside of nine and then just drop the bomb in the middle of the, in the middle of the army and just, just do damage. So, um, oh, you, you know, when uh, thinking throw her forward, Drop the prism, so she has a wall in front of her, and then you, the army has to rush and keep up with her. Oh my! Mm. I, prism, I, I, boy pendulum. You could do Geminids. You could do. Um, I thought. You could do, yeah. You could, do, you could do cogs and then slow down time and reroll your saves. Like there's just some some sheer shenanigans you can do, uh, which is why I love Calibron. But I mean, you could kind of end the spells around her that she can't be attacked. I'm sorry. This is this is like a whole new like. Oh, I want to do this. <laughs> this is this is this is Gits level Marathi. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. People are like, like damn it, coaches infiltrated my army. He's made daughters <laughs> of daughters of uh, Scragrot. <laughs> In this list, you've got your Calibron. Uh, it is going to have the Blood Rack Shrine, which is the general. You've got the command trait of Mistress of Illusion, the artifact Sevenfold Shadow. So we've got some different things here. These are very different to some of the other ones that we've seen before. And we have the Law of Shadows, which is Mirror Dance. I'm sure you'll need to explain that soon. We have the Blood Rack Shrine with Sh Steed of Shadows. I know I like that on Little Marathi, um, being, being able to move 16 and, and fly. You've also got Thousand, uh, so you've got the Medusite Iron Scale. This is a unit that comes in Shadow and Pain, uh, the, the hero version of the Medusite, and um, comes with the artifact of Thousand and One Dark Blessings. We have Little Marathi, Big Marathi. Little Marathi has Mind Razor. Big Marathi doesn't need anything. Um, finally, we've got uh, five Bloodstalkers, five Bloodstalkers, five Blood Sisters, five Blood Sisters, five Blood Sisters, Temple Nest, Temple Nest uh, which is the, the Snake Battalion, and uh, it's coming in at 1990. So this is very different. Not a, not a single Sisters of Slaughter, not a single Witch Elf. Uh, we have a whole bunch of new spells that we're introducing here. We have uh, new artifacts. We have Marathi, and we have a whole new unit here in the Medusae Iron Scale. Now, 
Yes. Oof, where do we start? Well, I, I guess preface this with, uh, you didn't ask me to write a, a list that didn't have which elves are sister slaughter. I was just like, let's get every temple in here. Christmas list. This is the bonus. Uh, could you put which elves and sister slaughter in here? For sure. You could you could move things around as you, as you see. But Calibron used to be, and still is in its own way, where you put the snakes. So that's that's why it's a, it's more of a traditional Calibron list. Uh, you could tweak this and make it work elsewhere because teleporting teleportation shenanigans is great. So start with Temple Nest. Bloodrack Medusa, bolded. It, two units of Bloodstalkers, two units of Blood Sisters. So since the Bloodrack Medusa is bolded, I took it on a Bloodrack Shrine. Since I'm Calibron, I can take two other units of Melusi. So Bloodrack Shrine is Melusi. Melusi Iron Scale is Melusi. Um, uh, or, or heck, I mean, or the extra unit of sisters. Like you could, like, essentially you're, you're taking the drops down. So it's a low drop army. You got Marathi in there. Uh, Steed of Shadows uh, on the one shrine, which allow you to take a, a unit and move it quickly. Melusa Iron Scale, which can make a unit move quickly if they're a, if they're a, a snake unit. Is, because it has isn't, that Steed of, is it, isn't Steed of Shadows on itself, or is it on... Is it, you know what? I, it, let me check. It, it, I'll, I'll be honest. I don't... How about, how about you keep talking, and I'll go look... I, I, thought, I okay. thought Steed of Shadows was on itself, but I will I'll investigate while you keep talking. Yeah, go ahead. Like I said, this is definitely outside of my normal wheelhouse. Um, so I, I definitely have a, uh, was a Thousand and One Dark Blessings, uh, as you know from the uh, Xanthar Kai episode. Uh, it just adds plus one to the save, because Musa Iron Scale, you want, it to, you want her to be in combat to do a wound in order to buff up everything else. Uh, the Shadow Queen will buff up all the stalkers and sisters around her with the extra attack. Um, shrines, uh, they have the nice pit of shade, so they're good against uh, horde units. Uh, you can throw them into combat without worrying. Um, if you look at Sevenfold Shadow, uh, essentially that's that's like a uh, a teleport spell uh, on the general herself. Uh, I don't have it in front of me, uh, but I can bring it up. Uh, but What's uh, like? uh, the Sevenfold Shadow, I forget What's exactly that? how it, it allows her to move somewhere. Correct, nine inches away from an enemy. Let me bring it up, but I just in, in the meantime, uh, Steed of Shadows is on the caster, so it's casting value five. Yeah. If successfully cast, then at the start of the next hero phase, the caster can fly, and it has a movement characteristic of sixteen, which is why I really like that on Little Marathi, being able to get Little Marathi and Big Marathi flying up the board. So, so imagine this then: you have Blood Bloodrack Shrine uh, with Steed of Shadows on itself. It moves forward very far. You have the Bloodwreck Shrine with the uh, the Sevenfold Shadow, which allows her to move closer to be able to cast Mirror Dance and then swap that Bloodwreck Shrine and the Shadow Queen, because or or Marathi Kane, because it allows you to swap heroes. Well, uh, no, shoot, you you swap. Bring that. Like I said, this one's outside my wheelhouse. It's a bonus one. You might have to swap your character that's casting it with a character in in combat. So. Maybe I'm a little getting a little off track on this one. I That's right. You got your mad list tech happening here, and then sevenfold <laughs> shadow is once per battle. Instead of moving the bearer in the movement phase, you can remove it from the battlefield and set it up anywhere on the battlefield more than nine inches away from the enemy. It counts uh, as their movement. So what we're okay. hearing in Calibron is there's a lot of teleporting, whether it is through the the Calibron uh, command trait, whether it is through, um, like we just talked about so many different ways, you know, add yourself some Canary if you want to, add yourself the uh, the Warcry um, Blood Stalkers, or sorry, the, the, the Stalkers, the, the Canine Stalkers, mm -hmm. 
like there's so much movement shenanigans in Calibron, uh, yeah. just through teleporting through movement. So and uh, I, I just I just double check mirror dance. It doesn't have to be the caster. It just has to be two heroes within 24 inches of the caster. So yes, he yes. could move and swap the Shadow Queen with the Bloodwreck Shrine that had Seed of Shadows to move up far. So that which is yes, <laughs> which is very traditional. What I used to see back in the day, where you you would uh, you would move, fly a unit up the board and then you would kind of uh, mirror dance with Marathi. And now Marathi's in combat and um, some some sheer shenanigans that happen here, but. Um, for me, like, and, and, you know, you can go watch the Cobra Kai episode if you want to really deep dive into, into snakes on the plane. But the, the Bloodstalkers, whether you take them in blocks of five, I like them as well as a block of ten, especially mm -hmm. when they're supporting Marathi because Marathi gives them plus one attack in melee uh, if they're within a certain range of Marathi. Right, and you could always drop the uh, one unit extra I have of... Uh... Of blood sisters in there and just uh oh no you can't you need it for battle line sorry yeah drop that talk, yeah, talk, you're stuck. Talk, you're stuck. To the iron scale. talk to me about the iron scale because this is a new unit that most people haven't played around with very much i know when i've seen the iron scale being brought into lists it's because uh as a general she unlocks the snakes as battle line um, no, no. the the blood rack Med medusa and blood rock shrine the, the iron scale does not or did you mention did you yeah, it's just the Medusa. The Iron Scale does not unlock. I thought, the, I thought the Iron Scale did. It does not, unfortunately. I wish it did. So why'd you take it? Then there's an even better question. Why? Why her? Why? Why are you taking this Iron Scale when you could put that 140 points in in buffing up the the, the Blood Stalkers or the Blood Sisters to a unit of ten for the same price? Well, the uh, the reasoning behind it is uh, with what's the ability. Um, the Wrath of the Scathborn. So it's a command ability you can use in your hero phase. I can pick a friendly Malusai unit within 12 inches of the model, and it can do 2d6 instead of d6 on the run, and it can still shoot or charge. So I figured, why not just go for broke with the movement of a belt, and then I can always, you know, I, I could I, I could essentially cast it on a on any Malusai unit. So I could she could use it on herself. She could run herself forward, and if and then and then I can go for the the uh, the mirror dance possibly so and then you know if she gets the gory offering ability where she kills a model and somehow your unit of five stalkers survive then it'll give them some extra attacks so is it squeezing in the new pretty model a little bit uh is there use for it is yeah there is but see so you've raised a really good point now when i know when we very first got the iron scale war scroll I think there was a lot of really good chatter. I think the challenge that you see with the Medusai Iron Scale is that she uh, she can't keep up or it's very hard to keep up with your Bloodstalkers and your Blood Sisters throughout the game. And I think that's where uh, Mirror Dance and the Calibron rules allows her to keep advancing with the snakes and keeping within those buff ranges where in some of the other temples it becomes harder. That was my interpretation of the Iron Scale. Right, and you could absolutely, if you wanted to, just list, drop her. Maybe drop the shrines down to just the Medusa on foot, um, and give you more points to have units of ten on the Blood Sisters. So there, there's there's plenty of room to manipulate. But um, the one thing I will say is, if you're going to go a snake heavy army, you're probably going to want to take Marathi Kane and Shadow Queen just for the Shadow Queen's ability to increase attacks uh, on, on all those blue side. So. Um, but yeah, there, there is plenty of room within Calibron to do lists. I know you're doing a very different list than, than this for sure. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going more, um, so I'm probably going a bit of a mixture between what you've seen, uh, whether it's Slaughter Troop or non-Slaughter Troop, my Calibron will be, at the moment, again, assuming there's no FAQs, no points adjustments, you know, probably having a big block of, of 30 Witch Elves, have two blocks of 10 Sisters of Slaughter, have mm -hmm. big little Marathi, um, have the Knight Shadow Stalkers. I really like that. Um, probably nine, maybe 18 if I really want to go and double down. Um, because having just various different ways to be able to teleport and manipulate the board and stretch my opponent, I think it brings a very different play style. I don't want to play hordes. I've played 160, 200 <laughs> hordes. I don't need to play the Hagnar, uh, but I do like the movement shenanigans and um, the, that type of manipulation. So, uh, and it's it's guaranteed compared to like cities or grots where you've got to cast a spell, and that's becoming harder in the current meta. The other right. thing that I think is worth considering, and I know Chuck, you haven't written a list for this, but I know that there's a little bit of a groundswell. My my boy Liam. Uh, is obsessed with it. He ran it in in the olden days, and now I think it's become uh, just as good, if not better. And that is a shadow hack, shadow hammer that, compact. Yeah, uh, no, I, I'll agree. I've uh, I was able to play it once, and it, it it definitely has it definitely has legs. It's um, it's not to my taste. I'll say that it's not how I like to run the army, but yeah, it. it it's definitely uh, much more viable than it has been. And if anyone hasn't looked at Shadowhammer, it's a combination of Stormcast and Daughters of Cain. So you take uh, two units of Liberators, a unit of Prosecutors, a, a unit of Judicators. They're the very old school, probably mm -hmm. came in the first box, yep. uh, OG Stormcast. You get yourself a Slaughter Queen, two units of Witch Elves, a unit of uh, Canary Harpies. Um and basically what happens is um, in the hero phase, choose one Daughters of Cain unit in the battalion and one Stormcast unit from the battalion that are within six inches of each other. Both units can either make a normal move as if it was the move phase, shoot as if it was shooting, or pile in. So basically you're doing a free action in the hero phase and the unit must do the same actions. This is where your, um, uh, your, your Bloodstalkers and your Judicators might both do shooting. Uh, your mm. Witch Elves or your Liberators might pile in and do some combat. Um, your Prosecutors or your Harpies might just move around the board more and try to, like, steal objectives and things. So um, there's some real strong combinations when you just do this double-down shooting or this double-down uh, piling in um, with some buffed-up Liberators or some buffed-up Witch Elves. Yeah, and, and Shadowhammer... I mean, really, that could fit in almost any temple you want. I mean, it's it. it I, I can't see it being worse in any of the temples. I could, you know, like why not? <laughs> um, and another good call out from uh, from Chaos Spawn is, uh, and I, I do need to validate this, so don't at me if I'm wrong. But um, Chaos Spawn mentioning that the uh, the Underworld's warband is it uh, Morgraith the bloodied uh, blade coven has the Medusa keyword as well. So that might be an interesting way to bring that unit into the mix. So um, uh, you'd, you'd have to look, you you could now Mograith is a separate war scroll, I believe than her unit. So she won't have it, but the unit that comes with it should, will have it. Cause there's a moose sign there. And, yeah. and, and I, I'll be honest, I, and she, it comes free. So it's kind of like, I, I wouldn't use the keyword to bring it in. Um, but I actually looked in most of these lists. I had it. I had that uh, in and out multiple times. So if you have just a few more points to work with, so uh, if we, you know, 
thinking about the list previously where I had extra 80 points um, in uh, Drake and F. Well, I just dropped that and I turned that one Hag Queen into Mograith because it's, what, 140 points, I believe? Yeah, I think she's 120 or 140. And yeah, she, it, she's a Hag Queen with, what, 10 wounds, essentially. Essentially, and a, and a cheeky little shooting attack. Now, the one thing you have to keep in mind is that War Scroll, the, both all that both those War Scrolls are Hagnar. So it will not get any bonuses of whatever temple you're in unless it's Hagnar. Like, mm -hmm. that, that is locked to the Hagnar temple. Now, if you're in Hagnar... Yeah, <laughs> go nuts. She's a more defensible um, hag queen. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's what Hagnar's about. So no, yeah. and look, I, I love that you have uh, over the space of 140, 140 minutes, uh, almost you know an hour, hour and forty minutes so far. Um, we've talked about four different lists, and all four of them have been different. They have had commonalities. So if somebody wants to use their existing force and bring in some new models, whether it's from Shadow and Pain, whether it is uh, a kit they're going to get for Christmas or whatever it might be. Um, you've been able to show off varieties. It's not like I have to always take Marathi. There are builds for Marathi. Take a, a single cauldron, a double cauldron, put an avatar on foot, have a big block of Sisters of Slaughter, bring in snakes, take in, you know, witch elves. Uh, you, you've kind of almost demonstrated the full flex of this book. So uh, whatever, whatever, excite you i think there's something in here and and you know take what chuck has spoken about and season it however you want to season it if you want to take in more canary if you don't like canary you want to bring in the shadow stalkers you want to do three cauldrons do you do, do what you want to do um, I, i'm not I, telling you I, not to roll cauldrons. I remember i went to wapaka two years ago and just for ease of track marathi which was the old, old war scroll a Slaughter Queen on Cauldron, two Hag Queens on Cauldron, a Bloodwreck Medusa, or Blood, Bloodwreck Shrine, sorry. So that's four Cauldrons, Marathi, Slaughter Queen on Foot, and three units of 10 Witch Elves. I didn't do so hot, but boy, was it fun running around with the big toys. So you could you could essentially, quote unquote, monster mash this list, even though they're not monsters. Um, monster truck, that stuff. And, and look, you got a lot of heroes, you got a lot of battle line as well. I think that's the thing that works in your favor. General's Handbook does give us a whole bunch of... Uh, Bat uh, battle plans that give us free VPs if you're using a hero or a, you know a behemoth or a um, a battle line, so you've got a lot of those choices in your list as well, which is um, which is awesome. Yeah, there's nothing I don't love about this army, and with the new stuff we've gotten recently, it's just it's just more fun. So th to me, this is this is the perfect army. Low FAQ, very versatile, can play many different ways, and and you can build it however you want based upon whatever flavor you like within the story. My 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 prediction. I'm going to go on record here. My prediction is that Daughters of Cain will get one of the first, if not the first, battle tome in Age of Sigma three. So I think the my only criticism or, or frustration with Daughters of Cain at this point is that as a Daughters of Cain player, I need my battle tome, I need Broken Realms, and I need the Shadow and Pain. Although obviously Azir and, 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 you know, if I like my hard copies, I'm going to need three different kind of source materials. So I can only ex expect or appreciate that maybe a new book will come in the new edition, but that's my prediction. That's not me leaking insiders. Don't quote me like Anthony knows all this stuff that's happening. <laughs> I did. I wouldn't be able to talk about it. Yeah. It, it is the interesting thing. Like this book went from, you just need this book to, you need a couple books and a war scroll printout your phone uh, yeah it, it it is interesting um but 
yeah, it's, you know, it could be worse. We could be playing 40K and have 12 books. I think I, 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 I hire someone. Like, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll make the joke. I'll, I'll hire a Sherpa to bring my battle terms around with me. Shark, final thoughts, any comments? I know we had a big kind of final thoughts in our Cobra Kai session, but when it comes to Witch Elves, I know we've had a pretty pretty robust conversation about the different types of builds with Daughters of Cain, not just Witch Elves, obviously, with Sisters of Slaughter and all the different combinations. But is there anything that you've kind of learned, any final thoughts or comments that we haven't kind of acknowledged in this style of build compared to the snake build? And it's good to see that you can do snakes and you can do a mix if you just wanted to do because my, my, my Calibron is actually a mix. Like, I am going to do a little bit of Snakes, um, but it'll be mostly Witch Elves and Sisters of Slaughter. Because I really do want to tap into Marathi, Big Marathi giving plus one attacks to melee Snakes. Um, Just Melusa. Just Melusa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to do shooting ones for, for, for Marathi, but for, for Marathi, for Marathi, like that. Yes. Uh, Underline yeah. that. Yeah, no, I, I, think you, I think you hit it, like, Going into this show, the, the focus was on putting Witch Elves and Sisters of Slaughter and list, but you could mix the snakes and you can mix this whole army up even more so than we've done here. There's no issues with it. I, I guess if I have any final thoughts is if you're going to play this army, I really think you owe it to yourself to at some point try every temple at least once. I, I've done it. I played a handful of games with each temple just to try it out. I found the ones I, I like, and I, you know, I have the one I love, but I, and I found the ones I don't like, and unfortunately, Hagnar was the most boring to me. Um, doesn't mean it, maybe it won't be to you, but you owe it to yourself to play every temple at least one or two times just to see what it's like. You know, even if it's a garage game, like just just go at it. And Kraith is always the best, and someone needs to champion Drake Eneth. All right. Well, if people want, oh, I want people to. I want to find that champion. I, want, I don't know who they are. Uh, maybe Chuck, if we find them and they have a bit of a track record, maybe we can reward them somehow. Let's. Uh, if some, you are listening to this, if you are listening to this and you are Drakey Ginneth's champion, at us. Twitter handles are down yep. below. At us, and uh, we we'll, we'll find something for you. There's there's some lovely uh, Daughters Kane merchandise on the official Warhammer merch store. So uh, maybe a shirt or a hoodie. But I do want to preface that you have to have a track record. You can't just build something in World Scroll yes. Builder now and ask for a free shirt. So yes. uh, <laughs> show us your track record. And if you are a champion of, of um, Greg Ginneth, we'll, we'll look after you. But Chuck, this has been awesome. I know it's getting late for you. Um, but more importantly, you've, you've delivered so much great insight between this particular session and the last one with Cobra Kai. So whether you are building Heavy Snake, Heavy Witch Elf or something in between, I think you've got a really good variety of knowledge and you just pick what, what's going to work for you, the temple that's going to work for you, the style and the models. And um, I think you should you should be better off for it. So if people want to talk to you, Twitter handles below. You do have a blog, Strength Hammer. Go check that out. You are going to be uh, writing uh, a couple of extra lists. Chuck? Yep, and uh, also my Instagram, if you want to see like more like, I don't use fleets on Twitter, but like I do use Instagram stories. So it's the same as my Twitter handle. So feel free to follow me there as well. I usually get more daily activity on Instagram with the stories. So, Bonus question. And for anyone who's, who's listened to us, there's a bonus question I'm going to pull out from Chaos Spawn, who's an absolute legend. And he has asked Chuck on the spot, have you tried to make a anvils of an apothe apotheosis Daughters of Cain character. Yes, uh, but I can't reveal much detail. Um, if you do follow my blog, you'll know that I'm writing my own fan. 
<laughs> I love that picture. You're writing my own. I'm writing my own fan-made uh, Battletome supplements, much in the way that the, I think Ricky Me did. Uh, it's going to be after my own OC character, Tayrathi. So the Tayrathi and Cult supplements. Um, hoping to have it kind of workshopped out here. It's supposed to be done by now, but didn't happen. But like relatively soon, uh, next couple months. And there will be an Anvil Apotheosis version of Tayrathi for each of the models I have of her, which I think is five or six versions of that model. So I have, but I'm not going to tell you about it. I'm going to let everybody see it when it comes out. I love it. I love it. And for anyone who doesn't know, uh, Chuck is a follower of Taylor Swift, uh, renamed Tayrathi. Uh, but as we know, Britney Spears is clearly superior. It was proven at Adepticon 2019. Chuck has a rematch in Australia in 2022. We'll yep. see if, uh, if, uh, if, if Taylor Swift can uh, can back herself against the monster that is Britney, and bald-headed Britney is superior and scarier than uh, <laughs> I've ever seen uh, Taylor ever done. Are you ready for it? Do I have to cut the stream off? Oh, well, I, no, I meant, I mean, it's, it's the name of her, one of her songs. I'll just shake it off and we'll just go on for a day, all right? <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want to see uh, uh, a GIF war, uh, follow us on Twitter as well. But yeah. Chuck, thank you for your time. This was always insightful. I uh, really appreciate your time. And I hope you guys enjoyed the lists. Yeah. Thank you for having me on. I hope everyone enjoyed it and look forward to talking to you elsewhere. Thanks, guys. Mate, how good was that video? Surely it's going to go straight to the pool room. If you enjoyed that video, I would appreciate it if you crushed that like button. And if you have an opinion, leave it in the comment section. That lets YouTube know it's a great video and it should share it with other Age of Sigmar players. Cheers to all the bloody legends here on the screen who have financially supported AOS Coach on Patreon on YouTube members. Their contributions have helped me improve the quality, frequency and the variety of content on this channel. So cheers guys, you are bloody legends. Until the next video, don't forget to shoot the heroes and have a good one.